You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad, Spooky Squad, you are my squad, and you are so spooky. Hey guys. That's a really original song. Thanks. Happy Halloween, Spooky Squad. Happy Halloween. You are so sing-songy, and I feel this is going to be a magical episode. It is. I'm so excited. She just did She just did the most memorable part of the thriller dance to anybody not watching this. I'm, I love Halloween. I'm, it's a night for Halloween. I, I feel like I'm, like, six again and just, like, getting really excited for it. Like, oh, tomorrow's going to be great. Like, oh, everything I love is going to happen tomorrow. Um, yeah, this will be a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> to all, all of our everything's in yeah it's gonna be a full moon when y'all are listening to this you're gonna get an extra hour of sleep depending on where you live Ooh, gosh guys god i'm like my i'm beaming right now i love halloween so much i'm so happy that on this wondrous day we are covering halloween it's almost like we planned this. I know. Almost. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm I'm pretty fantastic. I don't know if you know what day it is. <laughs> but I feel great. I have my costume ready to wear. Got to get that Instagram clout. Maybe I'll put it on Twitter and Ooh. get like three likes. Damn, three whole likes. No pictures, Dude, no pictures. No. <laughs> this guy's <is> busy. <laughs> this guy is very famous. <laughs> Wait, what is your Halloween costume? Or is it a surprise? Um, It's a surprise. No, it's... Alana and I are going to dress up as Tom Nook and Isabel from Anim- Animal Crossing. I don't know what that is. Do you not have your I know what finger animal... on the pulse of society? I know what Animal Crossing is, but I've never played it. So I don't know that reference, but I'm sure it's going to be super cute. Yeah, you know, are you in the phase of all of your costumes are relationship or like couple based now? Not necessarily, though a few years ago we did Evan and I went as s'mores. I was the <laughs> I was the Hershey's bar and he was the marshmallow and we had two graham crackers that we carried and we smooshed together. Oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I will say though cuz we're go- we're going on quite some time now and last year was the first couples it took several years for really? any couple costume yeah well because mostly my costumes are very you know i'm cool and i don't want to look like uh, i try too hard okay. but i'm also not cool enough to actually go all out and have a cool costume so i would go as quest love a lot you know i just pick out my hair carry around my drumsticks and wear a name tag that said hi i'm quest love i mean that's a good costume or you know i just do my like I'll make a part in my hair and I'll be like, I'm Frederick Douglass. <laughs> and, you know, but this, so last year we, so dumb. she dressed up as, uh, she dressed up as a, the Stay Puft Marshmallow woman and I was a Ghostbuster. And now this year we are Tom Nook and Isabel. That's so cute. Um, a couple years ago, I think, so we've done only two couples costumes. Um, 
the, the s'mores. And a few years ago, we went as Mia Wallace and Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction. And that was cute. And I'm, I, I regret it because we don't, I, I, there has to be a picture of us together somewhere. I do have a picture of myself naturally. Um, cause I'm like really cute, but I, <laughs> I wish I still, I wish I had a picture of the two of us cause that was the other cust- um, couple's costume. But this year I don't have anything cause I'm not going anywhere. So I was thinking about <laughs> costumes and it's like, I, who could I be? I don't have very many clothes. So I got rid of a lot of stuff we're moving. So I have like very limited options. And I was like, um, I could do like a high ponytail, like, um, Ariana Grande, um, I don't have cat ears. I have this weird happy birthday <laughs> tiara. <laughs> so like Ariana Grande on her birthday? Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> Be creative. We're creatives. You can make anything. <laughs> I know we are. I'll think of something by tomorrow morning because I would like to wear a costume all day because I love dr- yeah. I love dressing up, but I just didn't really plan ahead for this because of you know COVID and everything. I'm debating if I'm going to dress up because I teach some music lessons on Saturdays. I'm going to debate if I'm going to dress up for them. I think you should. Um, I think they'd love that. Should, but it's just subtle enough. They'd be like, "Why are you wearing raccoon ears <laughs> and showing up in a Hawaiian shirt?" I'd be like, "Shut the fuck up and learn how to play your music." <laughs> Shut up, but, you hack. But, <laughs> but besides it being the spookiest day, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Voted today, which, you know. Oh, yeah, Spooky Squad, if you can vote, you should go vote. I feel like if you're listening to this, you've already fucking voted. Even if I don't agree with your choice, Ben Shapiro. Mm, No, everyone votes over Ben Shapiro. Please. I thought about if I was, because, again, I live many states away from my parents, Mm -hmm. except my dad. My dad lives one state away. But I was thinking... Man, what I it's like I should offer, I should make sure someone can get my mom to the polls. Maybe not my stepdad, he's not voting for Biden. But. Oh no. We don't have to go into that now. Yeah, no that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, I'm happy <laughs> my family is very firmly Biden. I when I was home, so I was home last kind of part of this week last week, um the day I surprised my mom. <laughs> She also, like, was – so, like, I did a whole ruse where I was like, oh, a package is coming for you for your birthday. But it was me. I was the package. Like, I knocked on the door and she opened the door for me and she freaked out. But then immediately after that, we had to go to the high school near us so she could drop off her ballot. <laughs> she and my aunt. And they're very cute. And they both voted for Biden and did a little prayer before they dropped the ballot. <laughs> My aunt did like a little like I, a woo-woo arm thing. I don't know what she was doing. It was like she was outside of the car just doing this thing. And she like threw it. It was very cute. So it was nice. The seeing, next like- time your mom's in Chicago, <laughs> I insist that she go out to dinner with the diversity hire crew. Or just like me. Oh, okay. no. We could definitely do it. I mean, when, you know, things, you know, get a bit better and everything. My mom is a hoot. Like she's like. I complain about her a lot because I mean, as you do with your mom, but she's actually like really fun, and, like funny sometimes. <laughs> Spooky Squad, we're gonna start a Patreon, and if you hit us up at the hundred dollar level, you're entitled <laughs> to one dinner with us and Sonique's mom. 
yeah. think about it. Yeah, we're, you, you have to like, get her some, some wine and she's going to tell you. It could either go like where she tells you like really fun stories from her childhood or about the Civil War in Liberia and then it's a track. So, <laughs> Well, you know, if, you, if you're rolling anybody- the dice or- <laughs> If anybody is interested to hear hot takes that Sonic has on her mother, you could probably find them in her tweets. Yes. Where would we find those tweets? I'm I'm so good at segues. I'm not going to comment on that. Well, you can find me on Twitter at say underscore anything. That's S-E-Y underscore anything. Like the word anything. Uh, fun stuff. Uh, Andrew, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Andrew underscore on underscore drums. That's because he plays drums, guys. Yeah, I'm figured it out. Very clever. I did do I was filling out this application for something today. um, And it said, you know, give us just a fun little fact. And at the end, I said, I played on two movie soundtracks to movies almost no one knows of. I hope that was interesting enough. I feel like you've said this before, and now I'm like, you definitely yeah, told me my, this, but I'm also like, what? <laughs> that's my fun fact. Whenever they're like, give us a fun fact, it's either that I've played at Carnegie Hall or that I've played on these soundtracks. What movies? Because they're like, Dragged Across Concrete and Cell Bra- uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Dude, don't like downplay that. That's dope. Like, very few people have played drums on movie soundtracks. <laughs> check out those movies or at least check out the soundtrack my old my composition professor from undergrad helped write the music and that's how i got the gig that's pretty cool that's cool shout out to jeff harriet we love we love jeff he's our favorite we love him (laughs) um but we're not here to talk about jeff no we're here to talk about mike yep like mike (laughs) <laughs> like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally just, and now we go on an hour tangent of Michael Jordan and Lil Bawa. <laughs> but like, what if it was? Oh, it's like troll, <laughs> troll our listeners. <laughs> um, we're covering Halloween from 1978 to close out our heavy hitters Halloween. Ooh, spooky. That's how you say it, right? Is that how I say it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I didn't have dinner and I'm drinking beer, so <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, yes. John Carpenter's Halloween. Ugh. S- still fucking holds up. It still holds up. It's still a great, like, s- it's suspenseful. It's, it's just, it's, it's. It's it's a good time. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I know this is her first thing, right? Um, like her first role, or it's at least her first main mainstream stream role. You know, I think so. Yes, yes, yes. It was because she was. Um, if a uh, listener, if you don't know, so Jamie Lee Curtis, she actually was a scream queen, and she's a scream queen who later turned into like a like legit like I don't want to say legitimate actress because it's still acting, but you know a more mainstream type of actress. Um, and she's also I mean it helps that she's also the daughter of two, you know, very famous people, Tony Curtis and um, Janet Lee, who is also a scream a scream queen who played. Um, uh, I don't know the lady's name, but and she was in Psycho. 
So big deal for her. But you're right. Yeah, her first few roles were Halloween, The Fog, Prom Night, Terror Train. Like, she was in the Halloween sequels. Like, she, yeah, she was a horror gal before she, like, you know, became, you know, the- Freaky Friday. Where she did Freaky Friday and peddled Trading Activia. Places. And a, a fish called <laughs> Wanda. It's like, I think that's a like, really big one that people know. Peddled Activia. That's a nice way to say that. Yeah, she's like pushing Activia. She's just like on the street corner like, hey, sweetie. <laughs> opening you up her get, trench coat. You want to get regular? <laughs> hey, sweetie, you want to have a shit? I'm like, I do. <laughs> Jesus. No, we love to be regular here. Um, so in a nutshell, it's about an escaped mental patient who kills babysitters. Very simple very simple premise and i think that's part of the reason why halloween continue, like persists as a classic is because the premise is fucking simple i hate to say it the sequels kind of muddled it because sequels kind of make it into like a weird family thing it's like no michael myers fucking nutcase who escapes and starts killing people in his old town and that's <laughs> pretty much it kind of like what you were saying because i again had seen bits as and pieces i maybe had seen it at all one point but so for for all purposes this rewatching for sure was me seeing it for like the first time mm-hmm. and you know it's just one of those movies where you 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 go okay a jump scare is going to come here but it'll still get you a little bit and then you're just it, this is one of those movies when i was watching i was just looking at the screen being like what the fuck what the what, why isn't anyone doing something like why isn't anyone picking up on this weird thing and it's like it keeps you but it kept me vested in what was going on because it was mm-hmm. happening in a very realistic way it wasn't like yes. he was outright walking around with a chainsaw above his head and mm-hmm. you know people are like people go oh that's that's normal he's probably just the gardener yeah it's like yes the premise is it's pretty realistic i mean um i mean i doubt escape mental patients really go around killing people let's not stigmatize mental illness but the the idea of it is is simple it's it's um it's grounded in reality and i think that's what makes it so effective um i mean to give some background john carpenter was largely inspired by um a lot of the urban legends a lot of us grew up with about babysitters you know the babysitter getting a phone call babysitter being murdered like you know, it, he he drew from I think real life stuff that most people probably have um, access to in their memory of not real life things, but like stories you probably grew up hearing, and then kind of tapped into it and made this movie, which is I think for a movie that came out in seventy eight, holds up. Impressive. It's pretty fucking impressive. It holds up, and it's no it's no surprise that I mean it's it's wrongly credited usually as being like the first slasher because there are movies that came before it that really are the slasher genre but um i think there is reason why it stands out and i think it's because it it feels so kind of close to home for a lot of folks but um shall we jump into it let us jump into it let's do it oh i didn't say who was in it uh besides jamie lee curtis we also have pj souls who was in carrie she played um with the girl with the cap Oh, the girl with the cap. Do you remember her? Yeah, that dick. You don't remember her. You remember her? Norma. Yeah, Norma, right? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, she was a dick. Yeah, she was a, one of the bullies. No, she's in it. Um, 
and Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis, who's we'll get into. It's pretty great. Um, but the movie starts off in 1963. It's Halloween night um, in the town of Haddonfield, Illinois. Ooh, it's in Illinois. It's where we live. Uh, Already set in the spookiest location. <laughs> not Chicago, Illinois. But also definitely not Southern California, even though you could definitely see like palm trees in the very background. <laughs> I was like, that's not Illinois. <laughs> and there were hills and shit. I was like, that's not Illinois. <laughs> this flat ass <laughs> Yeah, state. they did not do their research. <laughs> they did not shoot on location. Um, we get, um, a young teenager named Judith, who, you know, is her boyfriend, they're making out, whatever, they have sex. That same night, she gets murdered by her six-year-old brother, Michael Myers, and he gets, like, incarcerated at the sanitarium. But that's just how we get, the very opening is just, that was- girl gets murdered by little brother, just- and we're just, like, in it immediately. <laughs> I do, and I do, like, I'm appreciating this more and more, um... What your friendship has given to me is the gift of not needing a crazy backstory. It's just like Mike Myers was Thank this six-year-old you. that just he, <laughs> he just he's crazy and he killed his sister. We don't need anything. I I wish I think you know what I need to be everyone's friend so I can convert everyone into this mindset that sometimes you just need a simple backstory. You don't have to give us. Because I know um, Rob Zombie later on did a remake of this movie where. He gives Michael Myers a whole backstory. I'm like, I don't need that. I, I like it, – it kind of adds to the whole the, – the, the, the mythos of Michael Myers is that he's the personification evil. He just is evil. There's no discussion of how he got there. We kind of just accept it and it kind of – I think if anything, if we're supposed to like see Michael Myers as the boogeyman, it makes more sense that he just is – he just is this way. It's not. There's no. I don't need to sympathize yeah, with him. I don't him. want a reason. I don't, I don't need yeah. to sympathize. It's fine that he just is the boogeyman, and he's. Could Could you imagine a if the boogeyman was humanized? It's like, well, the boogeyman just didn't didn't come from a stable household. You know, <laughs> boogie mom was on. Did a lot of pills. And you're like, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. It ruins it. The, the scariness for me. The, what makes this movie, I think, a, a, a you know a Michael Myers so scary is that. I mean, later on, it gets kind of ridiculous where Michael Myers is like, is he even human? Like, this person is like, you know, supernatural. But in the very beginning, at the very least, what makes it scary is that he is just a person who just is not okay and is – I wouldn't even – I wouldn't even lean to the mental illness part of it because, again, stigma. But he just is evil. He just kills people because the reality is that though that's not the majority of human beings, there are some people who just are like – Richard Ramirez, Night Soccer, just kind of fucked up. Jeffrey Dahmer just kind of fucked up. And that's just what it is. <laughs> I do like how I do like in this opening murder scene, because for all of this, you know, we just we just see a person. We don't necessarily know that it's young Mike. Mm-hmm. And then and then eventually you're like, OK, yeah. And we don't see him. And then he, he goes outside because it's all from his point of view. And mm-hmm. he's holding the bloody knife and his parents come home and they're like, Michael, what is going on? And they take off the mask and he's just this blonde haired kid standing there holding a knife. And it does the <laughs> nice zoom out shot of, oh, my God, this kid just killed somebody. But those parents, if you think about it in real time, were just standing there with this kid with a bloody knife. And for that was very funny to me. They're like, Michael. It was, it was very like Dennis the Menace, like yeah, like <laughs> oh Dennis, like hands on hips, but like 
go check on murder. your daughter. <laughs> he killed her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, it's also from a parent's perspective. Did he just cut himself and walked out with a knife? Did he murder somebody? It's <laughs> a very lax parents. It was the sixties, you know. <laughs> Different time. Fuck it. <laughs> like fuck these kids, you know. The original fuck these kids. Um, but we jump ahead in fifteen years, and it is the night, the day before Halloween. It's October thirtieth, nineteen seventy eight, and um, Doctor Loomis, who we learn is Michael's psychiatrist, is. Arriving at the sanitarium, he's escorted with one of his colleagues, and it appears that there's been a break, a breakout from the sanitarium. And it's hilarious because they're driving the woman he's driving with is just like, oh, they let them out? Or like, oh, I guess they let them out. I'm like, girl, it's nighttime. They're just yeah. milling, they're just milling <laughs> around in like a field. Like she made it sound like, oh, I guess it's plates, it's recess for the patients. Like, girl, no. They got someone this was not planned. It's raining? Like, honey. (laughs) Right. I know it's the 70s and, like, fuck people with mental illnesses in that day. But I don't think they just opened the door to let them, like, hang out, like, in the green. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was a huge program in the 70s. Free range therapy and, no, I don't know. It was ridiculous. Uh, It was so ridiculous. I I do like, you know, so we have free range patients and then he, the doctor, gets out right because mm-hmm. he's trying to he's trying to page the guard or something, someone to open the gates. And then we get this nice shot of an orderly jumping like on the roof, and it was very Spider Man esque. And it was just for some reason like all of this was you know building up the to what happens next. But I couldn't just help thinking like, how is he this agile? You know, like, what is he? He's not, like, pumping weights and running around the track in a psych ward. (laughs) I also have a hard time thinking about people pre-80s working out. Is that a weird thing? Even I know people exercised, but, like, no, they didn't. (laughs) In my head. (laughs) No, they didn't. They were were either in, like, power aerobics or they didn't do anything. Right. I just have this heart. Like, I don't see people before Jane Fonda's fucking jazzercise or whatever the fuck. Like, no one worked out. Right? Like, you just, like, smoked – you chain-smoked cigarettes and drank scotch and, like, beat your wife. I guess that was your cardio. Like, you didn't do – or you dodged. You were taking hits or you were dodging. You that was not enough, right? You weren't, like, <laughs> was... doing shit. Oof. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> also, though, I mean, because that's what... So what happens next is obviously an uh, a patient breaks into... Doesn't even break into the car. Oh, no, he does because he's smashing it mm-hmm. with just his palm... Yeah. Fucking smashes. This guy is just lifting weights, free weights <laughs> in the psych ward. And then so the the colleague spooked gets out. The person gets in the car. Clearly Mike Myers. And for, you know, being host- like institutionalized at six, he is a shockingly good driver. Yeah, that's a good point. I did not think about he's, that. He's, he's like a very good driver. <laughs> I mean, and I, then, you know, I imagine he's been driven around, though, probably from different, like, hospitals and stuff. So, I mean, he's, like, been watching from the back seat, just like, oh, okay, you popped the clip. You don't think that – you don't think that's the weirdest part? <laughs> that's, like, the most 
dumb part of getting your temps right is you have to have like 20 hours of observation you're like i've been watching people drive my entire life but now i just need someone to sign this sheet saying that i watched them drive i mean i definitely needed it because i did not know what i was doing despite having ridden around cars my whole life the first time my mom tried to teach me parallel parking i thought you just drove into the spot like it even i've been in a car where people did it i just never realized like oh you have to like back into the spot i was like oh yeah you just like drive forward <laughs> slide it well if you and i are ever institutionalized and we break out i'll be the driver yeah thanks because it took me five times to get my license so Ooh. <sighs> yeah anyway it's a horror movie for another day <laughs> It's just being a passenger in my car. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it's Halloween. It's the next day, and we meet high school student Lori Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and I, I think it's safe to say, despite the fact that um, Halloween is not the first slasher, I think Lori Strode is our official first final girl. Um, Black Christmas came before us. There was a final girl in that, but I, I don't think we really it, it didn't really hit the same nose. There's something about Laurie Strode that just kind of is like gives us full final girl. So when we see her, you know, it, it's very clear that she's the boring friend, right? So she like drops oh, off. Yeah. Like she's she's a drop off. A she key. was an act- <laughs> she was an Activia salesman before Activia existed. <laughs> like you know. she looked like fiber. You know, like look at a girl. You're just like oh, she gets a lot of fiber. Like you know, like. She, she, she shits. She shits. Like, if I went to high school, Laurie Strode in 1978, and I was like, that girl eats oatmeal every morning. I'm sure of it. Like, I, just, I just know she eats oatmeal every morning. Don't ask me any questions. No butter, no sugar, no just oatmeal. Plants. Oatmeal. Um, so when we meet her, she actually drops off a key at the like the old Myers house. Her father is a, a real estate agent. Shops it off. But she like we, we keep seeing her just kind of going about her day. She's going to school. While this is happening though, Michael Myers is stalking her. We, he's like in the bushes kind of like watching. And it's, it's very I love daytime horror. And I think it's very effective yeah. in that way of like she's just walking around la 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 going on her day and most just, of the most of the movies in the day. Yeah, until we get to our climax, it's daytime. Like he's just watching her from behind bushes. But she's just kind of like, blah, blah, blah. But she's the boring friend because we meet her other two friends, Annie and Linda. And I think um, it's – outfits matter. I've learned after talking to Troy about uh, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, I'm starting to look more in horror movies about fashion and what people are wearing. Because we meet Lori. Um, she's wearing like a cardigan and like a turtleneck and like a skirt and like white stockings and like loafers, right? But juxtaposed to her friends who are both wearing blue jeans. And I feel like that's noticeable. I think especially in the 70s of like yeah. – They're like, you know, they're they're cool girls. They're wearing like blue jeans. They like, you know, have like tighter shirts on. Like they're very clearly like – you know the, the the girls, the cool cool seventies yeah, girls, girls, no know? bra, just like titties jiggling, just like living their best seventies life, and like Lori's just like a a full Jan Brady, just like <laughs> she, she's wearing like twenty bras. Those tits ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Them titties ain't moving, guys. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I mean, because out the gate, yeah, they're, they, and like they, they rag on her a lot. Like, oh, you're so boring, Lori. Like, all you do is babysit. You don't, all you do is study. All you do is this. Like, you don't, you don't have like sex with us. Like, we, we meet them at one point when they're coming after school. <laughs> but it's true. I feel like this, did this hit, did you watch this and this is just like hitting home? <laughs> you're just like, Sonique, all you do is, all you do is go to your job and save money and not have sex, wasting your time with sex and having money and studying and going to a good college and having money to pay for your college. <laughs> I mean, I was a Lori Strode. Like, I, I think it's safe to say if my life had ever at any point been a, a slasher movie, minus the part that I'm black, I would have been a final girl. I was virgin. I didn't do drugs, didn't drink, didn't do anything. I was very like. And still don't. You'd still be living forever. I know, guys. Still virgin, still don't drink. <laughs> Her and Evan sleep in different apartments. You know, we do like the 1950s way, like two twin beds. Nice. Like Lucy and Ricky. But- like six inches apart, though. Like they're more intimate. A little bit closer. So, at the very least, you can touch like fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a spooky dream, I need to be able to just, just like reach out and just like <laughs> do like an ET, Evan, an ET finger. <laughs> I've had another night terror. <laughs> oh gosh! Calm so down, mum. <laughs> he slaps, and me. he'll always call you. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, woman. <laughs> Evan's a very nice man and would never lay hands on her. He would not. Um, but no, when we meet, when they're walking together at, the, at school, noticeably Annie and Linda are smoke, share, like, smoking cigarettes. Lori's not. Like, Lori, they really drive it home that Lori's a good girl. That's important. At, like, one point, she whips out a report card and just puts it to the camera, and they're like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just putting this report card in nowhere. I just need you to know I'm a straight-A student. 4.0 GPA, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But while this is all happening, while Lori's being stalked, and she does notice, like, at some points that she is being stalked. So when she's walking her friends at one point, point, like, Michael Myers drives by. Like, he just, like, does, like, a slow little drive by them, and... One of our friends shouts, like, oh, you fucking creep or whatever. And he, like, stops. And they're like, oh, my God, what a weirdo. But, like, he definitely is making his presence known to her. And she's getting a little spooked by it. But while that's happening, Dr. Loomis is on, like, his scent. He's a hunt. He's like, I didn't, he's like, I, listen, this motherfucker is crazy. <laughs> this motherfucker is trying to, he's going to go back to Haddonfield. Um, when they're, like, searching for him, they realize that um, they don't, I don't know, does, I don't remember, does Dr. Loomis find the dead mechanic, or do we just, do the audience just see it? No, he finds him. He does find him, so yeah. Because that was kind of like, uh, that was kind of like, okay, he's definitely heading back home. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, like he definitely, yeah, like he's doing a thing. Because even at one, well, this is later, because which one of the friends, Annie's father is a cop. So before Mm -hmm. they both go to, because they're both babysitters, before they go back to go to their, um, their jobs. They decide, you know, it's the 70s, so we're just going to drive around because that's what kids, teens did. We're just going to drive and smoke. Drive and smoke. And again, Lori smokes weed in the scene, but it's clear this is her first time. She's never done it. She's like very like, oh, like she's coughing. She's like, oh my God, like I'm, I don't do this. But like Annie, she's fucking, she hitting that J. She's like, hit that J, drive it. Like full, she got like Snoop Dogg fucking playing. Like she's leaning <laughs> like, yeah, she's like pushing that fucking Buick. All over town. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, they run into Annie's dad, who is a sheriff. 
And they're like, yeah, no, someone broke into this hardware store. And he's not worried enough about the fact that they stole, like, rope and knives. Yeah, right? I'm like, someone's yeah. going to be murdered tonight. <laughs> That's what I was, I was like, because he says, oh, it's probably kids. Like, I would also be concerned if a child stole ropes and knives. Right. <laughs> like, and, like, I know about Mischief Night. Like, I know kids, you know, I, I used to, like, I got, like, silly string and, like, spray people's cars Halloween night. Ooh, so scary. So crazy. I know kids get into some trouble Halloween. But, like, not knives and rope and yeah. duct tape trouble. That's – you're you're killing someone tonight. Like, why else would you need rope, knives, and duct tape? Right. Uh, like, someone is going I missing do. tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, my, also, Mike Myers is, because as we start to see him, he's like, he's a gargantuan figure, you know, I mean, like, he's, you know, my impression is he's hitting like six and a half feet, right? You know, he's mm-hmm. this looming individual. Yeah, and he, he would do really fucking... good well on um Tinder. Oh, so well. <laughs> and he's yeah has has sister issues in the sense that she's not here anymore <laughs> because i killed her um i'm a pisces and, strong silent type <laughs> but you know it's like how how was he so stealthy that he broke into this hardware store but it kind of like adds to you know his mysteriousness that right. he also a random thing that i thought of too because he's you know so many shots of him driving around creeping on Lori. I'm like, do you think, do you think he had trouble getting gas? Because I feel like, you know, this was the 70s. These cars didn't have like great gas mileage. Terrible. He had to stop. And this is definitely, and it was expensive because this was definitely during like the wheel embargo. You know, so he's right? just like. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So he spent so, maybe, so much money on that gas. Or his doctor was just following the trail of dead gas station attendants. <laughs> Like, he's not doing well being stealthy. I love the idea that, like, of Mike Myers coming out of, like, his prison or whatever and just seeing how much gas prices have spiked. And he's, <laughs> he's like, are like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> goes back to the hospital. He's like, I was going to murder tonight, but oh, my God. How do you guys drive? Like, it's so expensive. <laughs> Another thing I thought of, too, this is not related to that, but what well, kind of? Because, you know, he's... Like you mentioned, Lori is aware of, like, this creepy figure, which is Mike. But kind of like what we talked about with, uh, like, Nightmare on Elm Street is mm-hmm. Lori's with it. She's, she's like, yes. zeroed in on something, something's a little weird today. Right. Yes. Which, again, was, like, a nice air of realism because, you know, under the guise of it's Halloween. And I also wrote somewhere in here, like, because they get out of school and start trick-or-treating. Like, I've never... I remember no. having to trick-or-treat at, like, six, and I thought that was super early as a child. Yeah. I'm so, pretty, like, who yeah. the fuck's trick-or-treating at, at right after school? But, you know, but the in my mind, I was like, okay, so, you know, it's Halloween. It's a small town-ish. Mm-hmm. People are just in costume throughout the day in whatever walk of life you are. Yeah. So, that's why, you know, Mike Myers probably got away with just kind of being creepy and standing around, because no one was, like, super concerned it's just someone with a mask on exactly and, and he- I, it, it, uh, that's still plays for today i mean outside of the fact that it's quarantine people aren't really like out and about for halloween but if i just saw some guy like on halloween 
in a weird costume. I just feel like he's in a fucking like he's in a costume. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't immediately be like, oh my god, this is like a masked murderer. It, murderer. It's like no, he's right. just a guy. Everyone everyone's dressed up. It's not a big deal. But like Lori, if you know halfway through a day, I realized I'd seen this one person yes, several over times. And over again. I would, I would be a little concerned. Mm-hmm. And she is. She's not just like and she is. She's very jumpy. She's very like um, when she picks up the one, um, the one kid who Tommy, who she's gonna babysit later. Um, she's she's jumpy, and he he asks her about the boogeyman and stuff because some kids are teasing him about it, and you know it's. It's a whole like it, I think it's very I like about Lori is that she's very realistic. I think she's a like a real person. I could see a lot of myself in her, especially the the intact hymen. Um <laughs> <laughs> That was a really that was a really weird shot that he that he put in. It was just like, Lori, how's that hymen? And he was like, Oh, let's take a look. It's just her hymen. And I was like, mm, good to know. Um Yeah. So oh and there's also some like weird other shit happening because like because again another smart character dr loomis who just is like he is he's serious about this shit he's like listen like i know this fucker i was his doctor all these years like y'all are not taking this shit seriously because he like he he goes to like the cemetery judith's tombstone is missing he's like oh yes he's like he's home michael's home like fuck like he's like so ready to like jump into it and another realistic thing about it too is that um i i like true crime and especially true crime that's from like the 70s 80s and this is before the time that um police precincts would really talk to each other and districts so like if there was like a escape killer or like a a serial killer they wouldn't talk to each other so it's realistic that he could escape miles and miles away and they would just not be aware of it and just kind of be like, oh, like, oh, oh, kids just vandalizing the cemetery and not be like, hey, guys, like, we, you know, Michael Myers escaped from this, this hospital. He's from Haddonfield. Therefore, he's, it's probably him. It's realistic. They would just kind of be that's like, oh, well, well, good, we don't know. Like, you know, that's a cool connection. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, it's around this time, right? That the, uh, the doctor meets up with the cop mm-hmm. you know with annie's uh, dad the, annie's dad and he's very skeptical mm-hmm. and you know and he's just like i you know it's the sense that he's like i feel like i would know something like this and it's like no you have to fucking trust me yeah but also but then he's also like but don't tell anyone it's just gonna be you and like just tell your your people to be on high alert and you know just watch out for fuckery right i'm just like yo just tell them man just be yeah, Just tell, them. tell them. I mean, but again, it makes sense for the time. This is pre Amber yeah. Alert, pre. I mean, to d- nowadays, people are definitely a lot more paranoid. Like today, that would be like you would get a text message of like, "Get your asses in your house! Don't let your kids out! Like, there's someone who's out, and we need to find them." But. Back then, it makes sense that he'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna, I'll just look for him myself and just, right. just like stand by. We'll figure it out." Um, but- Do you like the scene when the doctor and, and the cop are checking out the Myers house? You know, staking it out, and then they find a dead dog that was clearly eaten, and they're like, "Oh, it's still warm." And then the cop go, "I think, I don't think I misheard this, but he's like, think it could have been a skunk or something, I'm like." <laughs> What? <laughs> what never, skunks do you I'm, know? 
Yeah, <laughs> I've never thought of a skunk annihilating a dog, let alone tearing it up. <laughs> yeah, no. But you know, the whatever. The, these are these are rural Illinois skunks, so they're maybe tougher than what I'm used to. But yeah, you know, it definitely is leaning into the trope of like small town cop who's just like kind of an idiot. Like you don't really yeah. you don't really solve real crimes, so it's like. Yeah, he thinks it could be a, a skunk, you know? Be a raccoon, you know, raccoons have hands. <laughs> you know he wanted to say that. Yeah, you know, maybe it was a... Couldn't have been a snake. Snake, snake don't have feet. Um, <laughs> yeah, detective so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that from Sinister. Nice. Let's nice call Thank back. Thank you. Thank you. Let's Thank you. Um, but <laughs> it is finally Halloween night. Um, Lori is babysitting Tommy and Annie babysits Lindsay across the street. Um, but they're not they're not aware of the fact that like Michael is is has pretty much zeroed in on them as like he's you're gonna be his victims. Um this is so stupid. So uh, so Annie is with Lindsay, and Lindsay is Lindsay's me. The little girl is me. Just like she's watching, I think, Night of the Living Dead. No, no, no. She's not. She's watching The Thing, which later on John Carpenter would do a remake. You know, the remake I think most people have seen later, which is like, that's a fun, like, callback to, you know, something that he clearly loves. But she's, I'm the little girl. I'm just like, I'm just going to sit here and watch my spooky movie. My babysitter's just like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't care what you're doing, girl. Like, but I'm doing this. She spills on herself. And, and she like gets completely naked in that other in like her the child she's babysitting's house. I'm like, there's definitely leaning into what? the whole like jiggle TV thing of like, yeah, yeah like because what does she spill even? And like nothing. It was butter. She, I think, like I think it's butter because she's making popcorn, but it's like you really could just like at the very least take off your shirt maybe or just like dab it. You didn't have to like. She gets like, stri- like strips naked. Basically. Yeah, she like strips naked, gets some shirt from somewhere, and then has to use the lo- has to do a load of laundry just for her one outfit. Yeah, and I'm sure in their that wasn't cheap in their in their outdoor laundry. That seems like a weird thing to do because they would get snow. Sorry, what? Because their laundry is like outdoor in like a shed. Yeah, the laundry machines. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that like it's gonna snow at for several months where you're living. Yeah, what idiots! Just, I'm just, yeah. This movie gets more deep the more you think about insignificant things. Yeah, that is stupid. But also, like, artfully done. She's like wearing like a man a man's like t shirt too. Is, is this very like like you know we're doing we're doing right. the thing? It's seventy eight. We get it. Like you guys want to see. <laughs> like titties so um but yeah she she also ends up getting stuck like in the because yeah. <laughs> like, she can't get out of the door so she, she tries get to get out, out of, like, this the window shed. so then she's like i will climb out and then she gets stuck in the window and like um you definitely go you know we get a fake out of like oh mike is gonna get her like yeah you know in the window but he doesn't get her and Lindsay comes and like saves her or whatever and she gets a phone call from her boyfriend who's like oh he's gonna come over and you know whatever and <laughs> just like <laughs> you know Lori's friends are shit like i know they're cool girls yeah. and everything but they're literally Lind- uh annie's like 
So I'm going to drop over this girl I'm supposed to be watching. You watch her. My boyfriend's coming over so we can fuck. Bye. Like, <laughs> And Laurie is just the nice oatmeal-eating gal that said, okay, sure. She's like, oh, I'll do that. She already had her bath. Like, She's like ready to like... <laughs> Yeah, she's like, this is what I've been training for my whole life is taking other people's responsibilities on. Like, Lori, stand up for yourself. And on top of that, too, even with, like, the fact that Annie dropped off the little girl, she's also, like, calling the other friends, like, oh, yeah, come over. Like, they're going to have their little party. Like, oh, the other the other girl, Lindsay, right. and her boyfriend, or Linda, and her boyfriend are going to come over. And it's like, <laughs> poor fucking Lori can probably see the lights on across the street of them, like – playing i don't know like three dog night and just like grooving and shit smoking, she's just like oh they're having such she, a good time she's just like doing these fucking kids <laughs> it's actually hilarious but also sad well you know i feel like they kind of get they kind of get fucked so that's okay i mean yeah you're right but still do you also like, like to that Aunt annie drops off, like gets the little girl takes her over to tommy's and she's in her like man's button up onesie thing yes i'm just i mean granted it is small town and it's dark but i'm like that's i'd like to eat this i don't like going out in sweatpants in public let alone no pants but you know more more power to her yeah it's like sexual revolution so she doesn't care um so she drops but she does drop her off and everything it's like deuces bitch um but Annie gets her exact words. Literally, yeah. She was like ahead of the game. She's like, I slut and just like walks <laughs> <laughs> Slaps her in the face and then leaves. Fight him, bitch. Get fucked. <laughs> leaves her friend. Um but when uh Annie gets back to the house, she gets in her car and Michael is waiting for her. Strangles her. It was a good kill. Yeah, it was a good kill. And all and all of these kills, realistically. Like, you don't see that much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's not, like, a lot of blood or anything. So these are very clean kills. Yes. Not like they're executed cleanly. They're just, you don't effect-wise see a lot of shit. You don't. And also just, like, um, I love the build-up to it. Because up until this point, we haven't seen anyone get murdered, aside for Judith. I know that we, we know that Michael killed the mechanic, but we haven't seen anything yeah. we've gotten some teasers and it's been it's, you know it's been building and now we finally get a kill which i think was um a pretty effective um but annie's you know dead and a bit later linda and her boyfriend bob show up <laughs> in the house and they're just like oh where are they we don't care we're not fucking these people it's like, it's like yeah it's like what were <laughs> the 70s like people just like you just go to someone else not even annie's house where it's like, oh, we're going to go to her room. No, you went to Annie's boss's house and are like, yeah. who cares? We're going to fuck now. It's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll probably take this room. Let's take this room. And it's like, they had the whole plan. It's just, yeah, that's crazy. Just, I'm if pretty I sure to- they took like the master bedroom. And I'm like, yeah. you know, her, they're going to come back. Lind- Lind- Lindsay's parents are going to come back and be like, someone's right. had sex in this room. <laughs> You're not dumb. I like that um, she sends him to go get the, the post-cortis beers. Yeah. And, you know, he's down there, and then we, we get the second, well, of the night. We get the second kill, mm-hmm. the boyfriend. But I also, this, again, is adding to, like, just 
what is Mike Myers because he just fucking picks him up by one hand, yes. holds him against, and I'm like, how fucking strong is, and so then stabs strong. him with a knife and unreal, like in the gut area, mm-hmm. and he is unrealistically pinned to the wall. Yeah, that knife, wasn't, that knife wasn't that long. Yeah, <laughs> and also he would have slumped over even if it was, and it also wouldn't have true. held his weight. Also true. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, he is so strong that he can defy gravity with his like his kills. I'm like, what are you, Mike Myers? And he does that thing, which I mean, is now the you know what sucks about watching movies that are this old is that um, they invented a lot of the tropes. That we've gotten so used to. So, like, you watching, you're like, you cringe because, like, oh, God, it's so fucking, like, overused. You roll your eyes. But you realize, like, no, this is the first time. So, when he, after he does that, he does, like, the serial killer, like, head tilt thing, which. Oh, yeah. It's great when you think about it by itself of, like, oh, he's, like, he's murdered this person, but he's almost childlike and just kind of, like, what have I done? Mm. It's kind of looks at it like, mm. I, I just kind of regarding my work. But now it's been so overused that I, I roll my eyes every time anyone kill someone and does a little head head tilt thing it's like so stupid but i'm pretty sure this might have been the first or like originated that kind of thing so kudos john carpenter (laughs) (laughs) score one john carpenter um yeah so he he murders bob and then oh i love this scene though when um Linda's waiting still in the bed and he shows up <laughs> <She> <laughs> in the glasses. <laughs> I, I I lost it. <laughs> it's like, it's good to know that no amount of evil and a stay in a psych ward can kill all of your humor. He's like, oh, you know, we go. he's like, you know, I could just go up and kill her, but like, wouldn't it be a fun bit if I just like <laughs> pretend to be the boyfriend, but like, I'm a ghost. But it's funny because he's dead. So he's like a ghost. <laughs> He yeah, he's like sitting there, he's standing, thinking all of this, and then she obviously is terrified, and he's like, she doesn't get it. Like, this is a really, it's this is ob- objectively funny, why is she being such a piece of shit? Like, this is smart, I need to stab her. smart comedy, and she's not, I mean, he's reacting like any fucking edgelord stand-up comedian. It's like, a woman doesn't get my joke, must kill her. <laughs> That's what they do, right? I don't know. I've heard. I've heard legend. I've yeah, never probably. seen a, a comedy show. <laughs> I, yeah, the one stand up, the one open mic I went to. Every time, uh, especially like a white guy didn't get a laugh, he did stab somebody. You know they want to though. The way they act on Twitter over fucking being dragged over some bullshit rape joke, they want to kill you. They do. Yeah, I'm. I'm more terrified of those people than I am of a Mike Myers. Same. An I angry digress. stand-up comic who didn't get the laughs that he desperately needed Dude. to survive. Worst. The worst. Yeah. Terrible. Um. So, yeah. So uh, she doesn't get the joke. So he's like, "You have to die." So he strangles her to death. But Lori, it's so she's calling Lori at the time. So Lori's like, "Are you guys doing it?" I'm like, "Okay, Lori, you're yeah, idiot. I'm like, you think you're friend? I'm like, you know what sex sounds like? Called and you yeah, and- while she's having sex. You'd be like, "Ooh, Lori, it's what you're missing out on. Mm-mm, sex. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> is that what she does? Like, what? Maybe, I know. maybe we don't know. Maybe that's what like um, Linda does sometimes. Some weekend she just calls Lori while she's babysitting and just like puts her." Just leaves the phone off the hook and just like fucks her boyfriend. And makes Lori listen to it. 
isn't that crazy though like the 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 day we live in now that we don't get any stellar phone cord strangle scenes oh my god I know it's like there's a that generation a of thing. people that was always if they if yeah. they don't watch old movies they won't they won't know that that's wow because now I'm thinking about yeah I've seen plenty of older movies where like that was a scene like a, a phone cord right shit or ooh or even just like um I've seen a few that are like the t- t- head into TV. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So you're yeah. like electrocuted in the TV. Like that doesn't happen because they're all fucking smart TV and flat and shit. Man, kids are missing out on some fun like murders. Fun kills, man, yeah. <laughs> I love a good TV. I love a good TV. <laughs> head <death>. head in TV. <laughs> all right. Um BT hold, TV hold, this is just TV. A lot of things they're missing out on. I know. It's a it's a shame. Um, so then, um, so, so Lori starts getting suspicious at this point. Cause she's like, this is not like Linda to have sex on the phone to me. Not like that. Yeah. At least. To someone, she, she always calls Annie. So something must be wrong. If yeah. She usually calls, calls Annie while she's with her boyfriend. So it's like a thing they're doing, but like, she doesn't call me. I'm a virgin. They don't call me ever. <laughs> They only call me for homework help and to leave me with a child. So this is not like them. Um, So she goes over to the house um, where Annie had been babysitting at across the street. And again, the tropes of finding the bodies in places that i'm like when did you do this like like, that's exactly (laughs) what i thought because he knew and is he is he just hyper intelligent that he knew someone in the near future was going to come and look in these places for these people yes very specific places not even just like if you open the front door a body's there it's like yeah she went in and like i think she's in the kitchen yeah, one of them, and then she got up to the bedroom. And- like a cupboard, and then, like, it's just, like, multiple places. I'm like, what? But that, that beca- again, became a trope of, like, you have – there's the climax where the the final girl finds all of the bodies. Like, every door she opens, a body falls out. And he's, like, put them all, you know, very artfully. Yeah, can you imagine? And them into, like, little places. They're actually He's deleted in the condo of murderers. Yeah, and it's just Mike <laughs> Myers doing the setup of all these, and he's just like he'll adjust a body and then try to open the door, and it will fall out the wrong way. So he has to readjust all of his shit. Yeah, because he's like, you don't want it just to crumple out. He wants I want to open the door and just the top half falls out, but like well enough that the light hits on the face you can see that what i did to her face you know like it can't be like you can't tumble out it's not as effective i want you to just get like a, like an arm and top half or like just um a face comes out it can't be that and like he's just really trying over and over again different combos i always the perfect one. Oh, he's you know he's a perfectionist he's a virgo <laughs> mike's a virgo that's for sure um <laughs> So, yeah, she finds all these bodies, and then she goes up to the bedroom, and another one. Judas Headstone is just, like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, he lugged it all the way up there <laughs> by himself. You know how heavy that shit was? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> but we, uh, we know he's he's strong because we've seen him yeah, crazily strong like lift a guy up with one a, a grown man with one arm and then stab him through the gut so yeah i do like this was in my mind i thought it was unrealistic but then kind of realistic it, uh, pretty realistic when so you know she's spooked mike myers this is fucking awful. So she runs back to Tommy's house and, you know, it's like, like, open the door, open the door, which is crazy that the kids and we were like, cause they were up when she left mm-hmm. and then the kids decided to go to bed and lock the doors. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like what kid is that responsible and intelligent? But they did. And yeah. she's ba- like frantic. I felt I, I was, I'm like, oh my God, please get that door open. Well, and, and Tommy, <laughs> then Tommy wakes up and opens the window. He's on the second floor. He's rubbing in his eyes like, oh, is that you, Lord? It's like, yeah, bitch, open the fucking door. Okay, Jesus Christ. Does anyone, okay. Andrew, have you ever like rubbed your eyes like that? When you wake up, do you Never in my eyes? life. Never. Not even as a stupid child did I do that. I will say at the very least, though, um, sometimes when I wake up, only one eye will be ready to wake up. So, like, I'll have, like, one eye that's open and the other one just, like, is not ready to, like, meet the light. So, I just have, I'm just <laughs> walking around with like, one eye. <laughs> but you don't rub it. I don't rub it. I just let, I let nature take its course and I let, I let the sunlight coax the other eye open. Do its job, yeah. It's like a sunflower. Yeah, you know, it's got to do its job. Um, But, yeah, because when she runs over, it's like Mike is, is, is chasing, he's, like, attacked her. At this point. So she's like running. And the fucking kid's taking his time. He's like, oh, who's that? Oh, oh. Yeah. He's like, he takes a leak. Le- like he's like, he's like, he's like, and he's just like, Tommy, get down here. Open the goddamn door. And he's like, well, I guess I need to go downstairs now. It's like, yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, so oh, mad I at that child. Morning salutations. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> get down here. <laughs> but he, get, he gets down there and... um. She's like, um, sorry, what else my part in place? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so he comes what? down. Oh, yeah, so she she runs into the house and like they lock the door and everything. And she's like, hey, like you guys, did she send them immediately? Up, yeah. She's, she's upstairs. Like, she's like, go leave. upstairs. Y'all need to go. They get out, like, you know, fucking whatever. But Mike is like, he's ready and starts attacking her again. And There's a few bits. He comes in. She finds like a very convenient knitting needle and stabs him with it. Um, She runs upstairs. Like they they get in a scuffle. She stabs with his knife. Like and it's it's kind of just cementing the the Mike the Michael Myers like mythos of like you keep stabbing him. He just won't keep coming and won't. She like doesn't care. Stabbed him in the eye with a clothes hanger. Yes, and I'm just like Jesus. And also, that's a thing, too, right, is he doesn't, he lets out soft grunts, but he never, like, speaks or really makes any noise. No, he's like, ooh. <laughs> and you're just like, your eye should not be working. It's like, bro. <laughs> and you should be in pain. You got knitting needled in the neck. You got stabbed. <laughs> he's got the eye of the tiger. It's but like luckily. Perry song. Yeah, he he's Katie bearing the shit out of the end of this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, but thank God the the doctor shows up because they thought they annihilated Mike Myers, mm-hmm. and then he pops up, and the doctor, as any psychiatrist has at any moment, pulls out his pistol. <laughs> 
and he like unloads a clip into like at point blank range into his chest and he falls off the balcony. Yes. Fucking shoots him six times and he gets knocked off the balcony. And I love this. Well, okay, well, just to backtrack a little bit, this entire climax, I love it so much because like the tension. Because you have the yeah. hanger scene. And it's when, like, she sends the kids when she's like, she's like, I've got him. Like, I killed him. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. And then, like, she's like, again, doing the dumb shit where she stands by the wind- the door. And she's like, breathing. I'm like, I'm like, girl, go with them. Why would you wait? Yeah. You know, wait with him. Like, go. And, like, he gets up again. But it's, like, in the background. And it's silent. And he just, like, sits up. And I'm like, ooh. I do. That is good. good. And this it's was good. probably, it wasn't as overdone at this point point as you said because exactly so well, i'm and like also it didn't shit. it wasn't i think it's i'm just it wasn't overdone but the way it's said i think it's, this is the issue with a lot of um contemporary horror where like okay these tropes exist i'm not gonna knock you for using a trope that we're all used to but i think they misinterpret what was done so they they, they so we all know like oh we have to do the double tap with the killer because he's gonna pop up again later yeah. movies are gonna do the thing where you think you killed the killer and then he pops up and it's like, oh, one last jump and I kill him again. He's dead. What they miss is that with Car- with John Carpenter's Halloween is that you have a lull. She thinks she did it. She's like, okay, she's breathing like, we're fine now. And it's silent. And he just sits up and looks at her. It's effective because he's still alive, but he's not springing up and chasing her. He just kind of like very silently gets up and just looks at her. And that's what's scary. Not the fact that he jumped up. It's that he's... Very cool, calm and collected, just kind of like gets up again. <laughs> Dude, is, isn't it crazy how something like just calm and slow and collected, like it's very unnerving. It, that's more unnerving than someone jumping up again. It's just like, oh, like you got stabbed with a hanger in the eye. You're just like, I'm fine. Like that's upsetting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So Dr. Loomis shoots him six times. And again, it's done well because after he gets knocked out, you know, Lori is like, okay, like we all think it's fine. Then Loomis looks down and he's gone. And he's just fucking he's gone. He's not there. And that's good because I think in a movie today, it would have been shot six times and it would have been they go downstairs and then he jumps up. It's supposed to just like, he just is not there. And it's silent. He just left. Like, <laughs> he's just gone somewhere Yeah, else. he didn't make a big to-do. He It was an Irish goodbye. Irish he just goodbye. fucking, he just bolted. <laughs> he's Irish goodbye. He just like dips <laughs> I was reading. I think I read it maybe on Wikipedia or somewhere, but because Carpenter was saying, um, he wanted it to play into you because, like you were saying, is Mike Myers supernatural? Is he just like blah blah blah? And the doctor at this point has said many times that he's just pure evil incarnate, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But you know, is like so he got up and like walked away from this so is it just his evil resolve to just keep going did that keep him alive yeah is he supernatural i'm like i don't know it's very ambiguous and i thought that was nice yeah i I love it i mean i mean that's what the the issues with like the sequels later because they they do i mean a lot of these slasher classics like Nightmare and Friday the 13th they did the sequels and just kind of gets ridiculous to a certain point um, I, I personally love and I hope we can do this sequel it's the Halloween from 2018 that is kind of retcons these other sequels didn't happen and we just jump 
ahead 40 or so years and that's the sequel because i think that sequel is so fucking good because it do- it doesn't like we erase everything that we know about michael myers of like all the things that you see h2o and all that other bullshit which i think is just kind of silly fun movies to watch but aren't great for like i think the whole story but um that sequel in particular i think is amazing um we should watch it at some point because it's let's do it so dope it it stays true to the original it it keeps that same kind of just general creepiness of the original it asks a lot of questions i think a lot of movies haven't done which is like what happens to a final girl in the future after this shit happens to her what happens to her because we never we never get to see that like how do these women like grow up and like what the fuck happens after the police show up like she's not well yeah i'm like come, you don't you don't have to hide it we're like we want to see how fucking not well adjusted you are yeah as an adult i want to see like a whole sitcom not even a sitcom a, a fucking a sit- a, an hour-long drama of just laurie strode's next 40 years of like so what happens to this person because you saw some fucked up shit but that was it like that was the movie like it just ends and michael myers is just is gone i mean another thing to note um i think John Carpenter originally wanted Halloween to be a, a, an anthology series. Um, it wasn't supposed to be a Michael Myers thing. It was supposed to be like different movies. Halloween 2 is a direct sequel to this movie. But then Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, is a completely different story. Um, I alf- I often wonder what it would have been like if he had just stayed true to like the whole anthology thing. I would think it would have been cool if the Halloween movies were just like standalone just that'd be cool kind of creepy shit happens on a halloween night you know but you know it is what it is yeah he did what he did what he did he's still alive i'm so happy he's still alive good for him he's 72 (laughs) oh thank god that's not good that's he's getting old he doesn't look good in this picture okay (laughs) (laughs) oh god oh god (laughs) halloween spirit dwindling (laughs) (laughs) um Andrew. But you know yeah. what would you know what might bring your Halloween spirit back if we were to ask ourselves what if this Halloween spirit was black? <laughs> <laughs> this Halloween spirit was black. Um, hmm. I the first thing I thought of because you know obviously we're gonna ask this question and I thought about this five minutes ago. If this was very realistic, I think the premise of them being like towards the end of it you know like it's nighttime halloween night and then they're all in their houses i feel like they would be just still equally as fucked as they were in the original premise the setup because Mm -hmm. my first thought was small town illinois 70s this is probably a fucking sunset town oh no sundown town sundown town Mm. A premise that needs to be played with more. I mean, I know Lovecraft Country does it a little bit, but... Let's write a movie. Let's do it. I would totally write a movie about Sundown Towns. I, it's sad to realize how many white people don't know that Sundown Towns were a thing until, like, the 70s. I mean, and those towns still exist. People still live there, so they're still problematic. But I think Lovecraft actually helped... <laughs> People realize, like, no, Sundown Towns were, like, a thing. 
<laughs> I will say, small Wisconsin town I came from, um, I was actually taught that in school because my town was one. Really? Like, I think as Whoa. late as it could have been, it was. No, I, wow. I, well, I see, I learned about them because of, um, I mean, the Green Book, honestly. Not the movie Green Book, but, you know, that was the whole point of it, is like places to avoid. And I think I learned that probably in middle school, but I think it was not in school. It was my own, maybe watching a documentary or something, but a lot of Americans don't know about sundown towns and that. A lot of towns you guys probably grew up in were sundown towns. They just don't talk about that anymore. Right. Typically. Yeah, that would have ooh, that would have been interesting at Haddonfield. Yeah, probably. Haddonfield. Um Black movie with this one. I think the way that we view the final I think the final girl would be different. Um I think in a lot of ways with black people. We don't necessarily see a Laurie Strode as being the loser, per se. I think because, I mean, we recognize the issues of the systemic, you know, um, inequalities and stuff. A Laurie Strode in the Black community, while she may not be the go-to gal for a party, we wouldn't see her as, like, a loser necessarily. I think we see her as, like, oh, this girl's, like, got her on her shoulders and she's going to go be, like, be somebody, probably. Maybe there's people who would be jealous of her or not like her because she's, you know, got her, her, her nose in the books. But I think, I think the final girl would be a bit different. I think that's not really, at least in my experience, like you didn't see the smart black girl as being someone who is like, ugh, loser. It's like, oh, you know, she's, she's about her shit. Like she's doing something, like, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. So I'm curious to see what it would mean. Um, Obviously, I know like I know the black first girl. I mean, final girls exist, but I would be curious to see what a black final girl looks like that's not through the lens of like whiteness of what white people understand white girl, final girl to be, which is like a virgin and to be kind of the mousy girl. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of just spitballing right now. I don't have like a clear thought, but I think there's that difference here. You know. I feel like uh, going towards the beginning. So your your final girl, the end. Going to the beginning, um, if if Black Michael, you know when Michael was black um, <laughs> in the seventies, um, and you know you came out with a bloody knife, and then your parents found you. I feel like. There would be some shit going down. And then if they found out that you murdered your sister, there'd be some weeping, maybe a beaten. I don't know. I feel <laughs> I'm just thinking about it comically. Whereas like if my dad <laughs> saw me, like he come, he comes. A ho- yeah, there would be a reaction. Like <laughs> I'd come home and I'd just be holding this blood and I'd be like, you'd be like, boy, what the fuck are you doing? And he, he wouldn't like, like beat me, but he would. I would not put it against my dad to like slap a knife out of my hand. Yeah, I would hope so. Especially if yeah. it's bloody. I'm like, this kid has stabbed before. <laughs> like he's right. What he's capable of. But I feel this is kind of similar to Nightmare on Elm Street, where the Lori character, Black Lori, well, White Lori was with it. You know, like she wasn't fucking around. Mm-hmm. So I feel it'd be very similar. Um, but uh, 
maybe the dynamic between the doctor and the cop maybe would be a little different. But I mean, it's not that they interacted in such a way that I think it would drastically change the mm-hmm. overall flow of the movie. Because it's not like, you know, the the cop said, I don't trust you. You know, I feel there would be if that were the case, then maybe there would be this mutual level of trust between the two of them, especially during the 70s. It's like, yo, I'm a small town psychiatrist. You're a small town cop. We got to trust each other and be Let's like, yeah, up. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I don't think a skunk ate that dog. Yeah, bet. <laughs> it definitely wasn't. That's true. That's true. I think there'd be less of that kind of weird competition and like, I don't trust you. It's like, no, like, let's do this. Are you sure? Are you Mm -hmm. sure? Well, I trust you because you're a doctor. You're Mike Myers' doctor that came out of nowhere. (laughs) I I, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what? You've studied him for the past 15 years? Okay, I think I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. (laughs) I think you know a little more than I do. It would just add a little more. Just more trust, I guess, in like several several uh, relationships in the movie, but mm-hmm. and then, like you said, just kind of changing the overall image of uh of the final girl. I also couldn't see a black girl like Lori, like my version of Black Lori, who she's about her shit, so she also is like actually assertive. I don't, I don't necessarily see a Lori Strode, someone who's like I'm a good student like being like a passive person necessarily and when Annie showed up with that child she's like bitch what are you doing like no like (laughs) well maybe that would happen then right so it'd be like she would so Annie would show me like hey I'm gonna leave this girl with you and she'd be like are you fucking playing with me that's not gonna happen and then they would go back to the house but because they showed up quicker than Mike Myers thought they would they would see him breaking into the car and then they would call the police and then maybe no one would die who's to say good point yeah I don't think she would just be like okay I'll take Lindsay I think it because she's not passive I think she probably would keep her Lindsay for a few minutes and be like let's go back to that house like, I'm not keeping your ass. Right. Like, <laughs> go back to your original babysitter Who's being paid to take care of you? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm not getting that salary. Yeah. Or maybe Black Lawyer would be a little bit more of a, a businesswoman. It was like, yo, I'm yeah, taking they, her. Did but they at, at, money? at twice your rate. Did they discuss I, money? I feel like I feel like Annie dropped that baby off and was like, bye, girl. I'm still going to take that money, though. Bye. So yeah. get this check and then left. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God, you stupid slut. Come on. Give me a fucking share. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, and then it'd be Lori in this instant be like, bye, bitch, slapper. Like, take your kid. <laughs> take the your hell ba- out of my house. Take your baby and go. <laughs> Mind you, the kid's like eight. <laughs> you know, that's a baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that was Halloween 1978. That closes out our heavy hitters Halloween. Ooh. Guys, what was your fa- reach out to us? What was your favorite movie of this month? Please do. We Hit covered us a up lot. on yeah, like really epic shit. You know, yeah. it's not like we watched. It's not like we watched Friday the fifth Friday the thirteenth movie, which I feel like we have to because that's the one with a uh, Renee Zellweger, right? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Is it? I just pulled it. Out of I that. literally. I'm pretty sure that's part five. Is that movie? <laughs> So we have to watch it because it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So reach out to us, Spooky Squad. Mm-hmm. Twitter, the Instagram, at We Die First Pod. Show us some love, some sweet Halloween love. Yeah, show us. If you guys are dressing up for Halloween, I'd love to see your costumes. Yeah, and we'll rate them. If you uh, subscribe to our Patreon at the $20 level, we'll say really fucking horrible shit about your costume. But if you subscribe at the $30 level, we'll say nothing but nice things. Yes, it's worth it. If you subscribe at the $50 level, we'll tell random strangers that they look like shit. Yeah, and at the $60 level, we'll adopt you. And then you you will be a permanent member of the Spooky Squad. Yes. In, in like legally binding. You'll be my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> also, it doesn't matter what, um, what gender, gender you are. You'll be you, my you will be daughter. her daughter. <laughs> Dude, you get to join her and Evan for a spooky dinner. You guys are, you're in for a treat. I can't wait for a spooky dinner. You guys have spooky dinner. $8 to get spooky dinner with us. Oh man, we're There's... just we're just cannibalizing our neighbors, probably. Kidding? But no, you're... it's real food, like like, food. <laughs> like not people. Ugh. I feel like I just killed it, yeah. like you did your neighbors. <laughs> Very true. Um, Very anything true. else to plug, Andrew? Nah, nah, no, not me. You. No, just keep uh, following us. Keep checking our stuff out. We're going to have new things coming up. And I hope you like them. Stay tuned, Spooky Squad, or future Sinek's daughters. Yes. This is like I'm going to be like Charles Manson. I'm okay with that. Cool. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Ended on a good note. (laughs) I know. Thank you so much for listening, Spooky Squad. We will um, talk to you guys later. Woo!